Thanks for downloading another episode of The Ugly Truth. Or if it's your first time, welcome. You are now an honorary UG, or hug as we like to say. We really appreciate you listening and supporting the show through our Amazon and Avon links at UglyTruth.com. And now, without further ado, The Ugly Truth. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's The Uggs. Jamie? Your mom is fat. Unless, of course, she has some kind of issue, then she she can't help it. Paula? They made you rich, bitch. Uncensored as always, it's time for The Ugly Truth. Happy New Year. It's the Ugly Truth. It's episode 192. Ugh, ugh. It's Paula. Woo! She's back from her vacation, everyone. I'm back. Probably not rested because she has three children. So it's not, yes. it's and not they the same. Are, they are all back. Everyone's back. We're back. We're back. I love that movie, Hangover. <laughs> That's where he said that. Oh, have you ever seen The Hangover? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, okay, we're back. We're back. Anyway, uh, so happy new year, everyone. We're back. Paula, I don't know about you, but well, I have one that uh, is still here because she has one more week of vacation. But for the most part, producer Dub is back to the grind. I believe your children are back in school. Mm-hmm. Christmas break is over for most. I have to tell you, I am so glad. I am just so glad that it's over yeah basically well like i had told everybody that victor had been out of town since december 1st to december 23rd he had been Mm -hmm. in utah and then um my stepdaughter she went to texas to see her mother december 20th Mm -hmm. so we have a finally a full house now it just it's been a super busy week because as soon as Victor got back, everyone had he had to take everyone shopping to get my Christmas gifts. Sure. And then um, when Crystal came back, I don't know what happened, but I guess she was supposed to land around like noon that the day she came back. But on the Texas end, they ended up missing her flight. <laughs> so, oh, the next available flight landed at midnight of course it did so So she basically took the flight home that she took there uh yeah so um but there was some delays so she didn't actually get home home until almost 2 a.m oh which actually was the night before the first day of school (laughs) and so we had planned on her going back to school, but unfortunately, with coming back home at 2 a.m., we just we weren't going to make her go. But the littler kids, they were so excited that she was coming back. They mm. refused to go to sleep because they kept coming out like, is she back yet? And I'm like, no, she's oh my not God. back yet. You know? At I'm what like, point did you lose your temper? Midnight. <laughs> okay. So I was just okay. like, get it back. God. Eventually, they did fall asleep. So the next morning, I had to get up at, you know, my usual 630 to get everyone else up. So I was like completely sleep deprived. I would have made them go to school. Anyways, everyone is finally back at school and... Victor is back at work and life is all back to normal. So isn't that a nice feeling? I think so. It's just today is the first day that everyone is actually gone. Yeah. So and it feels quiet. It's it's 
But I mean, I don't, you know, they had the kids start like on back to school on a Wednesday for some reason because yeah. they had all these floating holidays and mm. ridiculousness. Yeah. For, for me, it was funny when the whole holiday season began, Malia, my high schooler, they kind of adjusted this year. So their last day of school was December 23rd. Yeah. What was up with that? I was so surprised because yeah. I assumed our kids would have the same time off, but your guys's worked right up until the flipping holiday. Yeah. This was new and they had finals that day. Jeez. So they didn't even, you know, there was not even like today's the holiday party day. So if you come or not, it's no big deal. No, it was finals. And so I guess in high school, they don't bring their blanket and watch the Polar Express on the last day or anything like that. They do not. Um, And so (laughs) because of that, she's still off school. She doesn't go back till Tuesday of next week. Wow. But on top of that, Daryl. Because Christmas landed on a Sunday this year, um, he had the following Monday off. And then, of course, the week leading into New Year's in media specifically, it's a very dead time. You know, no clients are working. Everyone's vacationing. And so they said, hey, you know, there's really no need for you to commute all the way into the city this week. Just be on call and we'll just see you in the new year. And he's like, awesome. okay." And so when he told me that, I'm like, oh, Okay, And, you know, the thing is, is that I always go through this where he's home for an extended period of time and it's great for about two days. Right. And then I'm over it. And every time that happens, when I hit that threshold, I think, you know, when he retires, I'm going to have to adjust my mind. I got to get my mind right because he's going to be here all the time. It's not like now where he'll go somewhere for eight hours and then be home. He's going to be here all the time. Right. And I always I always think about that. I'm like, I really need to get my mind right because when he retires, I can't get sick of him and look forward to a day when he'll be going back to work. There won't be that day. That is true. I try to figure that out. But the other thing is, too, is he's just so needy. You know, he's so needy initially. And so he's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go do something? You know, let's let's let me sit by you all the time. Let's watch movies together. Do you want some wine? And it's like, that's just in 30 minutes. You know, God, God. I'm like, look, we've had all the sex. We've had all the wine. I really need to like be left alone. And, and the date that he knew that he had crossed the line, it was about four days before he was going back to work. I slept a little late. I woke up and I had my eyes were barely blinking open and he came in with coffee. I'm like, oh, thanks. Then he sat next to me and wouldn't move. And he was just sitting there drinking his coffee. And I'm like, okay, I I need to not be such a bitch because he's just being Daryl. You know, he's just being a guy and being Mm -hmm. loving and, you know, whatever. And he did bring me coffee. And so I'm just going to sit here quietly. And then he starts watching me do whatever I'm doing on my laptop. And I turned to him, I go, what are you doing? And he's like, what? I'm just sitting here watching you. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, do you not know me at all? Get out. It's like, I don't know what to do. So he got up and he started folding clothes and putting them away in baskets and putting and doing busy work in front of me. I'm like, why are you here? What are you doing? It's like eight in the morning. What are you doing? He's like, well, I just didn't really want to leave these, you know, to sit. And I'm like, oh, God, I. And I know that sounds benign to most people, but Mm. not after nine days. I mean, I just needed him to go. It's a lot of time off. I mean, I usually try and keep Victor busy. I find tasks, you know, to like. Well, you know what? Get done. Yeah. 
after that morning, suddenly he, he started getting into the things that he's been wanting to do for a really long time. And it was a lot of yard work and, you know, painting a wall and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, finally, finally, you know, it took nine days, but he finally is getting busy on his own. You know, it's great. And then he went back to work and it was very seamless transition. Yeah. But it took him a long time to get to the point before I wanted to kill him. You know, if Victor has any length of time off, I I usually like, you know, if I look on the calendar and I'm like, you have six days off next week. I'm like, oh, good. There's so many things I I have that I want (laughs) you to do. Yeah. I, I sometimes I forget that, you know, sometimes partners do need a little direction, a little reminder. Yeah, a little just, chore list, you know, I mean, if it was the opposite, I'm sure there would be things that he would suggest. Like, have you talked to your mom lately? Have you seen Paula in a long time? You know, I mean, he might come up with stuff like that. I even did that. I'm like, have you talked to your brother? Have you, you know, maybe you guys could should go fishing. Nah, we can't go fishing. Like, yeah. Oh, all right. I'm like, you remember when you said you wanted to take up running? <laughs> oh, yeah. Now's the time when it's freezing This would be a great time to get into that. <laughs> but no. None of it. None of it. So anyway, I'm so glad that we're finally getting back to normal. I, and the other thing that's been really uh, a struggle is because everyone's off school right now. I haven't had a hot shower in two weeks. Oh, God. Everybody's using the hot water. And they're taking these long, lustrous, you know, going to the day spa baths. And I'm like, oh, no. I can't take it. I'm like, you guys are so disrespectful. That would explain why I haven't probably taken a shower in two days. Because, I mean, we only have one bathroom in this house. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I usually have to just at least, you know, wait until I hear the door to run to just to pee. Let alone, you know, go in there and find time to take a shower. Because usually everyone either needs a bath or a shower. And it's just necessity. I'm like, Ryan, you have to take a shower. You know. (laughs) I will wait. I'll sacrifice (laughs) myself because I know I don't smell as bad as you do. Right. They always smell like dirt. They always smell like dusty dirt sweat. And then the teenager, Crystal, she's in there. If she takes a shower, usually she's just like, everyone, I'm going to take a shower. Does anybody have to go? And there's a line out the door to go to the bathroom because she... (laughs) She'll be in there for two hours. Right. Because that's what teenagers do. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what you're doing. You weigh like, you know, 65 pounds soaking wet. So I can't possibly, I don't know what you're washing, but Mm, it's or shaving for that matter. My God. But although it's nice to get off schedule a little bit, you know, not worry so much about getting up and making sure there's clothes and, you know, breakfast and all that stuff. It is to me. It's always a welcome relief when we're getting back into the swing. I I hate being off schedule for too long. I get uncomfortable and anxious and I'm just ready to, you know, get back into it. Mm -hmm. And I also need solitude. And I was telling everyone in the car when I started to lose it, I said, you don't understand. I need solitude. It's not your fault. It's no one's fault. It's me. It's my need. So if I attempt to carve out some time where I'm not speaking to any of you people and I can actually watch a show that doesn't involve car chases or, uh, you know, anime or something, then I need to find that time and I need you to leave me alone. And I really resent having to lock myself in my room to get it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm losing it, you know, but luckily, you know, it comes to an end and I, I finally, you know, am on my own (laughs) again. Thank God. And, you know, we're moving on. New Year's came and went. 
And I'm glad, I'm, I'm really glad the holidays are over. I don't know why. Normally, I re- we really enjoy them. I just couldn't wait for it to end. And, um, you know, my resolutions for this year, do you have any? New Year's? Um, I mean, I have. I to never s- really do those. I, I don't really have a particular, I mean, I have the same resolution that I've had every year with the exception of uh, 2008. Okay. <laughs> which was try not to get pregnant. Ah, oh, yes. That is a good resolution for you. But I also have the same resolution, but it's not really mine in particular because I don't think I'm this way, but I would like to see the world be less hateful. <laughs> and yeah. and be a little bit more loving towards one another because I feel right. like in 2016 there was just so much hate in the world. A lot of resentment, a lot of anger, a lot of negativity for sure. It would be nice. It would be nice. Just to, you know, especially in the United States. I mean, I know there's hate all over the world, but I mean, as, you know, starting just locally in our own backyard in the United States alone. I feel like there was just so much hate for your fellow American Mm -hmm. to the point where you forget that you're just even on the same team. Well, that's my problem, actually. That is my problem is that, you know, regardless of your political or religious affiliations, you know, we all still live on the same dirt. It's not I mean, and you could really expand that to the planet, but it's hard to do that when, you know, you're only one person. You can't, you know, call someone in, you know, Nairobi. I mean, you can, but if you probably don't know someone, you're not going to have my point. You're not going to have a lot of luck calling, you know, Kim Jong Il, whatever that guy's name is and be like, hey, "Hey, can you you maybe lighten up a little? We live on the same planet. And he'd be like, I'm going to nuke you. Come on, man. You know, I mean, I realize that those tactics don't work politically. But as far as just your neighbor, like um, last week, Stephanie and I were talking. And I don't think we talked about it on the show per per se. But I just said, you know, if people are so frustrated and angry about the politics on the federal level, I totally get it. It's it's and it's so hysterical. You know, everybody's so hysterical. And I mean that in a general term. But if you just if you really care that much, go to your web your website of your town and see who those leaders are. Right. And if they and find out what they're doing for you, because that's really where it starts. Where do you think they pick up these politicians? Do you think they just create them out of a box? No, they started most of them started somewhere else and then they get promoted up through the ranks. So if it really matters to you what's going on in the political world, Take a look at who your county leaders are, who your, you know, local mayor is. You know, that's the kind of stuff. Not only does it actually affect you, you know, that's where you can make a true difference. I've heard of people who are, you know, volunteering or they're signing up to run for an office now. And I think that's a really positive way to handle your frustration. Right. So anyway, so my resolution is the same that it's been for a couple of years. And, you know, I'm I'm I waver on it, but Unlike you, I cannot read comments on social media. I just refuse to. They they make me so emotional sometimes. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Oh, uh, why really? am I doing this? Why am I doing this to myself? So if I read an article that is, you know, maybe on the more serious side, something maybe political or some kind of agenda, some kind of local news story about a crime or anything, it, and really 
people are really good about, you know, polarizing just about anything that's benign. If I read the comments, I'm like, well, why would you say that? You know, I just don't understand people's brains and you can't really reason with people online. So I just refuse. I just don't do it. I read the article and I've really changed the, the news that I read. I try, I have really tried to find nonpartisan news outlets that are considered respected because a lot of it is agenda pushing. And so, and it's really hard to find it, but you can. And then I just don't watch or listen to anything that has some kind of agenda, whether it's political or otherwise. I just really want the facts. (laughs) And there's a, there's a person who is considered conservative, but he said, your, the facts don't give a fuck about your feelings. And that's the truth. But I also want to know what's really going on without all the temper tantrums. And so it's been really nice. And I don't respond to comments at all if I can help it. I really don't. I know you're not like that, but I, that's no, just my, resu- that's my resolution. I told my therapist, I said, when I'm having a bad day, <laughs> I'll purposely go to the comment section and I'll pick fights with other people. I don't know how that's healthy. <laughs> how is that healthy? Well, he didn't say it was healthy. He just said, oh. <laughs> he just asked me why I did that. And I said, because I said, I'm just, sometimes I have a lot of rage and I just, you know, I'll go and find unsuspecting victims and, you know, pick fights You're with like them a, <laughs> about things. Whatever. And that's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's not haha funny, but, you know, maybe that's where trolls come from. You know, maybe that's how they started. Well, they I mean, yeah, I'm definitely a troll because usually it's uh, ultra conservative news websites. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no he has me. He's like, he's like, so who do you pick on? I'm like Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> so funny. So, oh, my God. <laughs> I know. He started laughing when I told him I picked on Republicans. <laughs> That's awesome. The Ugly Truth Podcast will always be free, so we appreciate you supporting the show by shopping on Amazon via our links on UglyTruth.com. Here's Jamie with her Amazon Pick of the Week. Hey, Hugs. Well, 2017 is here, and it's all about the new. We already think you're pretty fabulous, so what in the world could you possibly improve? How about your music? Right now, you can try the Amazon Music Unlimited for free for 30 days. If you love it, you can customize your membership to fit your lifestyle. And don't we love our options? Yes, we do. So go through the Ugly Mall, click on the Amazon link, and check out the free trial for Amazon Music Unlimited. Thanks, hugs. Bye. You can get this deal and literally anything you could ever want from Amazon and support our show at the same time by visiting UglyTruth.com slash shop. Thanks for helping out the truth. Let's get back to the show. Girls, what y'all trying to do? 24 karat magic in the air. Okay, so speaking of rage. Yes. Daryl and I, we decided not to purchase the UFC 207. And we know this is somewhat old news, but you bought the fights. And what I found... What I always find funny is that you and I do not like the same UFC fighters at all. Like, we're, like, almost opposite. Yeah. Because, and I 
don't really care. I mean, I think it makes it funner, to be honest with you. Like, when you come over, you like someone that I just could care less about, mm-hmm. or I love someone that you absolutely hate. And I'm not talking about Conor McGregor. Right. But interestingly, the Ronda Rousey fight, as we all know, <laughs> did not go very long. Were you pissed that you paid that much money for a 48-second fight? Well, no, because, see, here's the thing is, is I wasn't actually going to get the fight, I know. You told me. You're like, I'm not getting it. I, I wasn't going to. But Ryan really, really wanted to get the fight. And the For reason what? why. For who? Well, because there was two other fights on the card that were actually really good. TJ Dillashaw was fighting. Right. And then also um, there was uh, Dominic Cruz and Cody Corey Garbrandt. And that right. was actually going to be a really good fight, too. And, and it was. It was a really good fight. And I was really curious about the Amanda Nunes and Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. fight. I do like Amanda Nunes. Me too. And for as long as you've probably known me as far as UFCs goes, I've mm-hmm. never really cared for Ronda Rousey. I've always, really? I've always We've talked. I always thought she was a bit of a one trick pony. And well, I mean, as far as her skill set, you're you're right. And I think you and I both agree on that. The one thing I will say about Ronda Rousey is because she was the original female. Yeah. The advantage goes to all the challengers because they just get to study her forever and then figure out how to work around her her maneuvers, which they all have. Exactly. So yeah. TJ Dillashaw, he had an excellent fight. I mean, he just mm. obliterated yeah, his he did. opponent. I the did hear Cody that. Garbrandt and the uh, Dominic Cruz fight. It, yeah. I don't even know what happened. I mean, well, I know what happened. Cody is better, and he's highly he was highly prepared for that fight. Dominic Cruz looked old and slow, but it was a good fight. It, it went all was, five rounds. But I was just so surprised because mm-hmm. I just really expected a lot more from Dominic Cruz. Yeah. But what was interesting is is that Cody was he was totally pulling Anderson Silva the I know. whole night with the dancing yeah. and with the, the you know like the yes the showmanship the and, and all that stuff <laughs> yeah. i mean right i was really right. surprised but the kid is fast he is he's got yes. lightning fast moves so it will be interesting. I really hope they pair TJ Dillashaw with him for the next fight. Oh, because TJ Dillashaw is fast also. So, well, when he moved camps, I mean, first of all, one of the reasons that I first of all, I've been following Cody for a while and I've always thought that he was going to be due for a championship. Well, he I, I always thought that he's only had 10 fights, though. So that's I know why I was kind of surprised. But he's a young and he. Yeah. So I was a little surprised that he got a title fight. But I mean, you know, he got it. He, I mean, yeah. he won it. So, yeah. Well, and, you know, he's team alpha male. So it's hard to not be, <laughs> which was kind of funny before the fights was is Dominic Cruz uh, he's like oh yeah he's he'll send me another team alpha fail I love those guys (laughs) oh yeah they love to say that I know they say team alpha fail and TJ Dillashaw used to be when he left camp it was not good no it was definitely a a bad party so that's why I would love to see TJ Dillashaw fight Cody but and he's still ranked up like number number two or number three number Uh, one he's I wouldn't want to trifle with him. So then, so, and of course, you know, the backstory with the young man who has been following Cody Garibrandt for years and is in remission now. Right. And he, that was, I thought, 
was really sweet. Very touching. I mean, and to me, it's like, look, the the whole showmanship thing. I mean, I know you're not a fan of it, but I actually like it. Oh no, it was <laughs> you know, funny. I, I just, I was kind of mystified by the whole thing because I was just like, I, I, how is he getting away with it? Well, I know. I was just right? waiting for Dominic Cruz. I'm like, do just something. I'm like, what is mouth. the deal? I know. I couldn't figure out. But that's kind of his style. Is he's right. very um, unpredictable, you know? Yeah. And so then when he when the boy came out. I mean, I got a little misty because, you know, I just the thing, you know, the whole children's cancer thing. It just really hits a soft well, spot. They in my walked heart. out together and they, they were they were holding hands. Oh, God, I'm getting a lump in my throat now. But he's been he's been hanging out with this kid for a few years. Yeah, so I know. Pretty cool. It was very sweet. It was very sweet. But the, what that and shows so... me is that although he might act kind of pompous in the ring and stuff, you know, he really and I think there are other fighters who are like this too. They're not complete asshole douchebags off the, no. off the field. No, not at all. So. In fact, Cody is uh, by far the worst trash talker <laughs> on the planet. I mean, he is horrible, Jamie. I know. I've seen him. He's an arrogant dick, but I just, you know, I don't mind that but personally. He, but he just can't. He can't put the sentence together. <laughs> Alpha male, they need to come up with a class to... It was, we, Ryan and I watched like the uh, press conferences where they were like talking and Dominic Cruz is like, uh, he's, he's like an elite trash talker. Right. Oh yeah. And, and Cody is Garbrandt. He was just, oh, God. he's like, oh yeah, well, oh yeah, you, well, you rock. Your, your mom, <laughs> your mom goes to college you know, or something. It was like, just it was well, horrible. Your mom is fat. Unless of course she has some kind of issue, then she, she can't have <laughs> right. it. Right. So, okay. So the yes. biggest thing yeah. was obviously the Ronda Rousey right. and Amanda Nunes thing. Right. And leading up to that, mm. Ronda Rousey had put herself on total blackout. Yeah. Yeah, she did. And mm-hmm. she, she refused to do any media. Yeah. She would do no press conferences. Right. She was doing nothing. Right. And... Dana White completely allowed it. Well, I think it was negotiated, to be honest with you. I think it was more of like a PR type thing, you know? I mean, there's was been there been discussions about that. They're like, oh, well, Ronda, Princess Rousey can do it, but God forbid Conor McGregor gets pulled off a card because he refuses to do one press conference. And I'm like, be real. She negotiated that shit a long time ago. A long time ago. Well, but I mean, in all fairness, you know, Dana came out and Dana White came out and made a statement saying, you know, all you other fighters don't get any ideas. Oh, you know, my. Ronda's Ronda's special. She's yeah, she's done so much more press and blah 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 right. than any of you have ever had. So I'm granting this the request. Interesting. And it's just it's just bull. It's it, all it bullshit. Was total bullshit. Of course, of course. And her whole thing saying the media turned on me, and it's just like no, the media reported yeah. what they had to report. <laughs> That's right. You know, why do people and do that? Just, I never understood that. It's like you, they're reporting shockingly the facts and that's a turn because they're not up your asshole i'm like they made you rich you bitch they did and i'm just like you know and then they turned they didn't turn on you they 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 reported what you did which was nothing (laughs) ronda in my opinion she's one of the worst sportsmanship people i've ever seen she i i know she cannot accept defeat she yeah she sets such a horrible example 
for other people as far as how to be an athlete. You know what really sucks about all of that, all of those statements is that she, if she had a different attitude, even if she got her face smashed in, if she had had a different attitude about the whole thing, I mean, think about when, um, oh, damn it, I can never remember his name. And it's Daryl's, one of Daryl's and Brad's most favorite fighters, Iceman. Why can't I remember his name? I don't know. Anyway, he's one of the founding fathers of the UFC. God damn it. Why can't I remember his name? It's making me crazy. I'm sure people are going, it's so-and-so. God damn it. But um, I'll look it up. I'm looking it up, too, because it's killing me. Because I know I'm going to say it. And I'm like, how could I not remember that? It is Chuck, Chuck Liddell. God damn it. How did you not know that? I can never remember his name because he doesn't look like a Chuck to me. I think that's what it is. Sorry. He doesn't look like a Chuck. I want to say Kevin or something. I don't know. Anyway, he was the face of UFC for years. He was the, the he was the Iceman. Everyone want, loved him. He was the champ. And then he started getting knocked out. Knocked the fuck out, too. And he had all the dignity, all the grace and the humility. And he's like, you know what? Shit happens. You get old, blah, blah, blah. If Ronda had done that, she'd still be able to gracefully be a, you know, founding father of the women's right. division of the ufc she'll always be that so you have to have mad respect for that but why does she have to have such a nasty attitude i hate that and i don't think that's pr i don't think that's fake here's how her legacy is going right now is, is because so the fight happened she she did look very fierce she did she looked like like she was ready to you know get to business yeah and then I don't know what happened, but she she got punched really hard, <laughs> yeah, and she then did. she just wasn't blocking. And yeah. the what what I've read is she was so intent on trying to get a clinch, which would be like in, in a way in judo to get a takedown, because yeah. she was trying so fast to get a takedown to do her armbar. Mm-hmm. And that right. she wasn't blocking because she thought she could get no. a clinch. And Amanda Nunez was prepared. She went in and it it was an old hat. Yeah. And so she's just like, she didn't change her game at all. And that's exactly what Holly Holm did to her. Yeah. Was is she beat the shit out of her because she knew she was going to do the same thing. Right. And didn't so, change anything up. Amanda Nunes basically beat the shit out of her. She was almost knocked out, basically. She oh, yeah. was actually they knocked stopped out. It. Well, she was incoherent for a moment. Because he asked, she she asked Herb Dean at the end, like, what happened? Is it over? Yeah. She was so out of it. And then so after they raised hands, she ran out of the octagon. Oh, God. She didn't even stay for a post interview or anything. It, you know like what? That. It's it's so it's so unfortunate. She's definitely responsible for her own behavior. However, she is in a camp where they just blow sunshine up her ass. Uh, uh, I have heard multiple times this coach is the shittiest coach ever. He's almost a, he's a, it's, it's almost criminal what he does. While they were attending to Rhonda after the fight was over, Amanda Nunes ran over to her coach and she started cussing about saying, this is your fault. Good. Because she just said, you know, the, the, this is all your fault, basically. It is, like, his, it is his fault. 
If she, if Rhonda was willing to revamp her camp, she won't. I wish she would. What I'm saying is if she did, I think she would be a contender. And, and you know, Daryl and I were talking about it. It's like, we don't know if she should, deserves a title shot, but she definitely has the ability to come back and try again if she wanted to. I don't think she will. I think she's going to fade out. I think she's got other things up her sleeve that she can work on. She's being, she's being represented by a Hollywood agency now. She can do pretty much anything. Sure. And so, like you said, Chuck Liddell, mm-hmm. he forever has like this, this, you know, elite legacy. Yeah. And uh, UFC. You can name Ronda those Rousey. Mm-hmm. This is how people I've read all sorts of forums, sure. uh, all sorts of articles, and everything like this. This is how people are thinking of her now. Yeah. People are starting to think like, yes, she did move the women's bantamweight you know, division up. Right. But it's possible that the women she was fighting were so (sighs) subpar. I don't know. That this is how people are thinking, that they were so subpar that maybe she was not even that good to begin with. She was just way better than the caliber of people she was fighting. And and then when the interest became so great... mm -hmm that they started to get real fighters in there, mm-hmm. she was out of her league. I, I disagree a little bit because I've I've heard that. I've also heard that a lot of her fights were rigged, which I think is utter bullshit and really disrespectful because I don't think that's true. Misha Tate, I don't is, think in, that's inc- true. Misha Tate is an incredible athlete. Oh, she's she, a huge athlete. She beat Holly Holm. I mean, she was a champ, you know? So, I mean, Amanda Nunes kicked her ass because Amanda mm. Nunes is a monster. Or she's, I'll use the phrase that Joe Rogan used. She's a bad motherfucker. She's yeah. serious business. Her strikes set aside, she's a black belt Brazilian jujitsu. Uh, so she's, she's even ridiculous. if they had gone to the floor, she still would have given Ronda a hard time. Absolutely. My point is, is that when you are the original, everybody learns very quickly, like you said. And Ronda never changed her game, which is fine, except that when these new generation of ladies come in, and they're learning how to figure it out. I mean, Misha Tate almost had her the last time they fought because yeah. she was figuring her shit out. So that is what I think that's where it is, is that Rhonda never changed her game. And if she had, I think she would be a force to be reckoned with still. But this new generation of ladies coming in, they are they have learned. And, and you know, and really that applies to all the men and women's divisions because they are so much more athletic they don't rely on punching anymore. It's everything. You have to know everything to be competitive. Well, you have to be well-rounded. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that she is a one-trick pony, and I think that was her downfall. What I hate is her attitude, because she really could have been a respected veteran who gracefully turned it over to the new generation and been done with it, or... Mm-hmm changed everything up and not been so loyal to this 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 completely disorganized dysfunctional camp but you know you know there's still a lot of ronda rousey fans out there and well it's funny that you say that because on this fight recap i was listening to joe said they're not ufc fans they're ronda rousey fans it's different they don't know much about the ufc they just know that they love her bad attitude and they love the way she sneers and she's always mad and i'm like I get it, and it that could transition very well into a career, uh, you know, 
in a franchise career like Fast and Furious or, you know, Michelle Rodriguez is the only angry faced actress out there. <laughs> Ronda Rousey could do it too, you know, so she could be quite successful. She has an amazing fan base and she's beautiful. So she could definitely wow. transition. I just wish she had, you know, wish she had treated the UFC a little differently. So she'd have that legendary status with a respect that everybody could acknowledge. Like, well, yes, but now it's like, yeah, but, you know, and that's too bad. Well, when you keep looking at yourself as a victim, though, I mean, right? What are you do? So, and you know, it's funny actually. Her wife beating boyfriend Travis Brown. Oh, he's a mess. He, he moved to the same camp, and he has yet to win a fight since he moved to that camp. They were talking about that, and they said he apparently, at, at, when he first started doing MMA, they were in this one guy that was there was in the gym with him and said that guy's going to be a champion. His footwork apparently was unparalleled, and now it's all gone. He has no foot where he's all flat foot. Yeah. That's what they were saying. Yeah. So interesting. I mean, I don't know what it's going to, I don't really know. The whole thing seems so weird and unfortunate. Anyway, speaking of, we'll transition really quick. We'll go through a few of these because we don't really need to talk about it for too long. So Demi Lovato and Luke Rockhold broke up. Yeah. I think she dumped him. She did because she's now, she's with a Bellator fighter named Guillermo. Vasconcelos. I can't even say his name. Vasconcelos. He's Brazilian yeah. welterweight. Yeah, she's and he's all cute. about the fighters. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> how could you not be? I mean, they're well, all so I amazing. Saw, I saw a video of her the other day doing some kickboxing herself. So she really is into it. I've heard that she she would love to try it outside of not UFC, obviously, but she would love to see if she could do it. And I'm like, yeah, why not? I mean, good for her. Yeah. So. I don't know. I read that went, you know what? I'm kind of glad. Luke Rockhold is kind of a pain in the ass. He was a he seems pussy. To be kind of high, I couldn't stand He seemed him. kind of high maintenance. <laughs> yeah, really? Like, hey. he gets his eyebrows threaded or something. Just <laughs> He's just, eh, you know, him. not my fave. He'd be a too high maintenance of a guy. But it was funny. I was going to ask you, would you get your face smashed in by Amanda Nunez for $3 million? No. I wouldn't either. <laughs> it was funny. People are like, well, I would do it. I'm like, I would not. I don't want brain damage. No she would kill me. No, I mean, God, that would freaking I know. hurt. You know, no, what would be worse is that you didn't even see it coming. It'd be like getting hit with a baseball bat or something. And you wake up going, am I a millionaire? Have you seen I mean, her fists? Terrible. They're horribly Shh. huge. Her fists are huge. I just, you know what? I mean, I'd want her to be my best friend, <laughs> but I definitely wouldn't want to oh, be. Really? Like I'd hang out with her and her girlfriend and like have cocktails, but I don't right? want to punch me in the face. I'd be like, let me braid your hair. <laughs> I would not be wanting her to punch me. She doesn't have much. She shaves a lot. Whatever. You know, let me dye it. I don't care. I would, I have a great stylist. She it would be so badass. You speak yeah. enough English. I speak enough Spanish. Or was she Brazilian? Shit. Yeah. I can't remember. I don't know Brazilian. But anyway. I think that's most like a combination of French and Spanish. Or Portuguese or something. I don't know. I, all I know is I'd, I'd get a, an, an app, a translator app, and I would type in stuff and just show her my phone and have it speak to her. I'd be like, she you English. and I be best friends? <laughs> right. <laughs> Where do you get that top? It's so cute. <laughs> She'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about, weirdo? Oh, I'm like, I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, that. And then um, you heard Megan Kelly's moving to NBC. Did you read yes. about that? Do you know, I like her. Is that wrong? I like no, her. No, I've watched the Kelly file for years now. Yeah. On I Fox. Her. And I will tell you this. The viewers of Fox, mm -hmm. like on all the... Uh, 
like the forums and the comments and everything, right. they are rejoicing because oh, they don't like her. Oh, they think she's like a liberal lefty oh, bimbo. What? Like that's they insane. They, they hate her so oh, bad. That's too bad. And I'm just like, why? I'm all because she actually just like tells the news because she's an actual journalist. Kind of, you mean without any kind of bias? <laughs> I know. So. I know that she did struggle, and I know that people found her difficult because she wouldn't toe the party line sometimes. Uh, no, which is why she, she had some problems over the last year with some political people. But I mean, to me, it's like, look, if she's a journalist, she's a journalist. And I think what really solidified it for me was she did an interview with Terry Gross, which is the NPR superstar of interviewers. You know, Terry Gross is ridiculously liberal. NPR mm -hmm. in general is very, you know, Democrat versus Republican thinking, but they do bring in people that are very different in view. And Megyn Kelly is not a Democrat. <laughs> She's not. And so it was really interesting to listen to her uh, talk about her experiences at Fox and, and all of the death threats that she gets and all of the the planning that they have to do to keep her and her family safe on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. It is insane. Yeah, I think that's why she's leaving Fox. First of all, this it is so tumultuous to be a part of that channel right now and or that network. So I'm really interested to see what she's like outside of that. It'll be interesting. Now, NBC obviously is considered notoriously liberal. So it'll be interesting to see if she's going to bring some balance or if she's just going to jump right in. Well, I think I heard she's getting her own show. She so. is. And she's going to be participating in special political segments and stuff like that. Right. So I'm I but I actually have always liked her. I was almost inclined to buy her book. I'm really interested. I was thinking about it. Yeah. I was definitely thinking about it. Me so. as well. Me as well. Okay, so now we had a listener post on our Facebook page about sister wives because we have this horrible obsession with this family. It, I call it horrible because it I feel like it's just getting worse as the as the seasons progress. Yes. I just don't know. It's like, I remember I was literally laying in bed this morning because I knew we were going to talk about it briefly going, is this one of those things where we're slowly insidiously being convinced that this lifestyle is appropriate and okay for anyone? I'm not sure. I, am I being brainwashed into believing that polygamy is no big deal? You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I would never participate in a polygamous relationship. And I don't begrudge anyone that does, but it really seems like it's damaging some psyches. And the new thing is that the oldest daughter, or the second oldest daughter, Mariah, has come out as a lesbian. Yes. I did not watch the episode. I have not had time. I finally... I did. I watched Maddie get married, which I thought was quite lovely. I didn't, because I hate weddings. I hated that the dad tried to make it about him. That really bugged me. But what a shock, because he likes to be the center of attention. And he, that really annoyed the fuck out of me, actually. But other than that, I mean, the daughter is, she was just so stunning. I mean, she was like model beautiful. It was crazy yeah, how beautiful she for, was. Well, when you're 19 years old, I mean, Well, yeah, God. youth. I honestly think she was pregnant. I, th I think she was pregnant when they got married, because, I mean, they showed a baby bump in November. She was at least six months pregnant <laughs> since she got married in June. Could have been. It's hard to say, you know. I mean, they were already living together, though. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, she, they had been living together for a while. What they're saying is that they are raising all these children to essentially make their own choices. They're not forcing them into this lifestyle because they, they all but have abandoned the actual church 
that they all attended for something else. I don't know. When I read, when I saw that, that Cody gave one of his sons a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah, I'm like, why? And he's like, well, I just like the, I just like the idea of it. I like the traditions of it. I'm like, I, I'm so confused. And clearly so are your kids because it makes no sense. None of it makes any sense whatsoever. So Tell me about the episode. I have a, a, a theory. Now, the, the gay thing kind of throws a wrench in it because I refuse to say she's not gay, you know, because she, maybe she is. Well, so the thing is, is that part is mm-hmm. literally the last scene. So in there's the episode. no, oh, okay, okay. It's, it's the last scene in the episode. She says, I'm gay, and then it goes to black, and then it starts showing credits. Oh, so uh, it was that's, like a cliffhanger. So that's basically how it is. But before that, Mary approaches Robin and Cody and says, I'm going to take a trip to Georgia and meet with a lady who was catfished by the same person that I was. Okay. And she says, we've been chatting online. She thinks that it will be helpful or therapeutic or whatever to, you know, discuss our our stories or something like that. Mm. So Mary goes to Georgia, meets this woman. They share their stories. They hang out. They go wine tasting. They go out, do all this stuff. <laughs> That's they weird. Meet, they meet with a therapist and, okay. you know, they're suddenly best friends. And Interesting. But Mary divulges that she took a day trip with this lady. The catfishing lady? Yes. I, okay, now I heard about this um, when this was all a big to-do. I had found that blog that that person was posting. Yeah. That they met at Disneyland, but they didn't meet at Disneyland. She met the woman, and they took a picture together. Yeah, I don't Is know. Is that true? Well, she didn't really elaborate. She just said okay. they took a day trip to California. Okay. She said that there was always this emphasis to meet, like, Lindsay, the sam's best friend which is was was actually her right okay so creepy and then that Lindsay had been to her house before what and had been on her computer (gasps) and so So it was far more insidious than she had been letting on right well you know i think you and i have talked about we thought mary could be gay didn't you and i talk about that Maybe we did. A long time ago, we thought she might be gay. And that when then when this whole catfishing thing came out, I'm like, uh, you know, really? I mean, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I, I think she absolutely got fooled because she was lonely. But we had talked about that before, that she seemed, it just seemed something was off. And we weren't sure what it was with the whole, you know, thing. Anyway... So what's interesting, though, is when they were showing interviews with Mariah, though, she kept talking Mm -hmm. about how she wanted to be a polygamist. She was all in. Right. All in. So Mm -hmm. this is this kind of throws a wrench in things, I think. Like, how is that going to happen? (laughs) Well, it's not. Earlier, I would say last season, she declared that now that she's college for Mariah has been an incredible eye opener. And my theory is that she's so overwhelmed with how different the world is compared to what she thought it was because she was living on this compound and she was being raised to be a polygamist and in this uber conservative Mormon faith 
with all of these belief systems that she thought were absolute, she goes to school and realizes that that's not everything. Suddenly she, you know, she's a staunch supporter of Bernie Sanders. She's a feminist. She's got her nose piercing. She's lost a tremendous amount of weight. She's refusing to come home. She hates her mother. You know, she's very angry. She's a very angry girl. Now, if this is her for real, if this is the real her, well, great. But I also find it interesting that she's in the process of hating her mother a lot. And then she drops this bombshell right before like Thanksgiving or something. And and it's like, don't tell me you didn't do that to cause your mother more pain because she hurt you through this process that she was going through over the summer that you knew everything about because that's the drawback of being a best friend to your daughter instead of a mother you tell them all the dirty details of your life so i think she's really angry i don't question her sexuality because that's not for me to say a lot of girls go through a phase of questioning their sexuality in college and the only reason i say that is because i have two who have discussed they've never done anything but you know the discussion of sexuality comes up when you're in college, because that's when you're figuring all your shit out. So their response, I don't, I think it was on the show, but their response in the media has been, we're not happy she's gay, but we're happy she, we know that she knows who she is. And, you know, it's that, you know, hate the sin, love the sinner kind of attitude. Well, Cody had even said though, that he's just like, you know, I have 18 kids. Yeah. He says, I, I was almost sure that, you know, this was going to come up at some point. Right. And he's like, so I had already resolved in my my mind and my heart that, you know, I would be addressing this. But for a girl who was so completely convinced that she was going to be a, a polygamist and then goes to college and now she's so completely convinced that this is the way her life will be. And I don't mean the lesbian part. I mean, the aggressive feminism you know, hardcore politically active girl. Now she's so completely convinced this is her life now. I'm just wondering, is she one of those people who they buy into something and they're all in and that's just all there is to it. This is my truth. And then something, some other life change happens. She's like, no, just kidding. This is my truth. And hopefully that isn't true. I mean, if this is who she is, okay. But I just feel like this is a girl who has a lot of anger and resentment and she's mad because and i'm not saying she understands it but she's mad like how could you guys let me believe that this was my life and now i'm seeing this whole new life and this is this is really who i am and so aside of the sexuality she's very extreme in her belief systems whether it's polygamy or this i guess we'll just have to see what the next episode brings about but i mean of course i think they showed the next coming attractions and mary was an absolute mess <laughs> so everyone else was trying to console her saying like but at least she knows who she is and she's like i don't know if i can i don't know if i can deal with this you know well, not only that but i mean of she's course, thinking you know of course mary has to make everything about herself well she you know? and cody both do they both make everything about themselves all things is about us look at us 
So I guess we'll just see what happens. I mean, I, I wish that I could just stop watching. I really do. But I just simply can't stop watching the train wreck. I just have to watch it. Yeah, I usually watch it after everybody goes to bed and I'll stay up until like one o'clock in the morning watching it. Well, I will only watch them when I'm working out. I will. I refuse to watch that stuff sedentary. I have to be moving and doing something, pro, you know, proactive. <laughs> That's the only way yeah. I can justify my... I stayed up Am until one o'clock in the morning eating cheese puffs and watching, watching it. <laughs> well, you do you, boo. <laughs> I will do is. me. Well, let's do our ugly and awkward moments of the week. Do you, I, I assume that you have at least one. At least one. At least well, you know, there probably were more. I just can't remember them now. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it was Christmas Day, and we did our token trip to Walgreens because, oh, yes. you know, yes. everybody has to go somewhere. You do? And I don't know what we were getting. Probably nothing. Just, like, coffee or coffee creamer or something stupid. Yeah. And uh, we were walking around because everything was on sale, basically, at that point. So 80% we off! A, we were looking at all the candy and right. all the get, like, the, the Christmas token stuff. And they had ornaments. And so we were in the ornament aisle. And, um... They had a Dory ornament, you know, from oh. fi Finding Dory. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, how cute. I'm like, look, I'm all, they made Dory silly. And they're just like, what? And then so I held up, it, it was in a box. Mm -hmm. And so I took the box out and I had it on my hand. And I'm like, they put her upside down. And oh, they're just like kind of looking at me. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> you know, like she's goofy. And Victor just kind of looked at me like, no. And I'm like, what? And I looked down at the box and I had the box upside down. You dork. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain doesn't think sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, I totally thought they made the ornament like silly because Dory's silly, you know, like goofy or whatever. So I thought they had her swimming upside down. <laughs> I mean, the only way they could possibly be true is if there was a hook on her stomach. Right? Well, I didn't so look she that could be upside down. Someone right. had put the box on the shelf upside down. And you just so, thought that's the way it was supposed to be. So I that's just funny. looked at it up like, oh, cute. Look at what they did. Oh, my so gosh. And I showed it to everyone. And everyone's just kind of looking at me like, what? They're doing the head <laughs> cock like, what, mom? I know. I'm such a... I'm such an airhead sometimes. It happens. <laughs> it happens. That's why we're awkward. Okay, so, um, well, I'll tell you mine. Mine was kind of minor. I, I did this a while ago, but it was over the Christmas break. Uh, we went to see Rogue One. Oh, okay. You know, I, I've been doing this thing lately, and I don't know why. I think it's kind of like what you said, where we all just need to be a bit kinder. So whenever I go to the store or if I'm, you know, at the movies or whatever, I make an absolute effort to to say something really nice to the person who is assisting me in whatever endeavor I'm doing. I was going to say service, but that doesn't sound right. So we went to Rogue One and we do the whole Fandango thing. So Daryl just shows them their phone, shows them his phone and they print out little things and we just walk through. And there was a gentleman who <laughs> was very large in a, in a wheelchair and he was the usher who was taking our tickets okay and so he was sitting 
obviously. And none of this matters. I'm just giving you a visual, actually. And so Daryl does a thing. And he, and so he tried to make a joke. He's like, oh, so uh, five for Manchester by the sea? And Daryl's like, ah, oh, ha, ha, yes. Well, where's Rogue One? And he's like, oh, it's that way, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, enjoy the movie. And I go, and you enjoy the movie, too. <laughs> and, like, and he looks at me. And he goes, what? And I'm like, Never, never well, mind. and so instead I could go, I don't know what I'm saying. But instead, you know, I had to continue. And I'm like, well, you know, uh, Manchester by the Sea, right? And he's like, uh-huh. I go, well, you've probably already seen it. And he's like, enjoy your movie. And I keep like, like, stop talking to me. And I, and I look at Joe and I go, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? He's like, what did you do? And I told him, he's like, I, he goes, I don't know. What, why? And I'm like, I don't know. I just can't shut my mouth. I don't stop know talking. what I'm doing. <laughs> so weird. And so then, of course, because, you know, I can't let a lie. When we leave. Oh, God. Three hours later, he's still sitting there. We walk by and I'm like, really enjoyed the movie. Because <laughs> I just couldn't just walk by and ignore the poor guy. I had to continue peppering him with my awkward, awkward so speak. So what did he say? He ignored me. Thank God. <laughs> Jeez. He ignored me. God, you're <sighs> That's what's going to happen the older I get. People will just go, oh, don't, don't pay any mind to her. She just Don't mumbles. talk to her. She's she crazy. Just, she just talks. We don't know why she <laughs> says. She just talks. So when she says something, she, just, just, just nod or something. Don't just in- look. Don't engage. Look the other way. <laughs> don't engage. Oh, That'll be bizarre. me. I know. I don't know what, you know, and this is what I get for trying to be nice. <laughs> I get, I, I just can't let it go. You just couldn't let it lie, Jamie. You just couldn't let it lie. So there you have well, it. Well, I guess you win because you involved another person. But mine was still funny. Of course it was. But thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. So, uh, (laughs) thanks everybody for joining us this week. Hope you had a good holiday and you're back to the grind as usual. Enjoying your, uh, work week and your school or whatever else you've got going on. Keep working out everyone. Keep those resolutions going. We know that you're trying to, you know, be healthier, I'm sure. So stay off the nicotine, stay off the sugar, for at least another two weeks. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, hopefully you uh, quit smoking or you lose a few pounds or maybe gain a few pounds. I don't know if maybe that's a New Year's resolution. Sure. Or... Don't get pregnant. <laughs> that's always, that's a favorite of mine. Yes, we don't want a big influx of babies in November if they're not, you know, if they're surprises. Yeah, that usually happens around... Uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. That's why I said which November. Which is just around the corner. That's oh my just God. the lamest made-up holiday ever i hate valentine's day i have made that very crystal clear on this show since it's already in the stores now you know what we'll discuss we're going to discuss love next week actually it's going to be our love Love. episode because we we have uh we wanted there was a couple things one i found this reddit discussion about what things people do to make their partners just want to just drive a nail into their head so I have a couple of my own. I'm sure you can come up with a couple. Some of these I'm stories sure. are quite funny and very, very true. I, I have definitely plotted Daryl's murder after a couple of things that he has done. And then we can discuss Valentine's Day and uh, we'll go from there. We'll see what yeah, happens. Sounds good. Sounds like a good show. All right. All right, friends. Well, uh, keep shopping Amazon. We appreciate those that do. And also keep shopping our Avon link. Maybe get some red lipstick for valentine's day so you can uh, give the big smooches mm-hmm. 
on the lips or somewhere else. <laughs> Ooh la la. Other than that, have a fabulous week and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. That's a wrap. But make sure to watch your podcast feed for all the screw-ups and edits from this episode and what we call Ugly Cuts. And then we'll have a brand new full episode for you next week. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.